in developing worlds, it's so much cheaper to build homes at a high quality. So mm. where are our offices in San Francisco producing a home there, the same home we can make in Mexico for $10,000 would probably cost $200,000. I'm Liz Sumner, and this is I Always Wanted To, the podcast where I interview people who are doing things that others long to do. What have you always wanted to try? Someday I will heed the call and sail off into the blue. Someday I will bag it all and do the things I want to do. La 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 la, the things you want to do. La 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 la, the things you want to do. Hi, everyone. I have to admit that I was a little skeptical before my conversation with Josh Young. I didn't want to be naive and just accept some do-gooders hype about their nonprofit at face value. But that didn't last long after listening to Josh and learning the story of New Story Charity. I'm impressed with their mission and their operation. It's refreshing to hear about novel solutions being worked on by organizations that really want to make a difference in the world and understand its realities. And it seems clear to me that New Story partners with local communities and gets buy-in and doesn't try to ride in on a white horse and say, we know best. Josh was outdoors when we were talking, so you'll hear some environmental noise. I hope it's not too distracting. Listen and see if you agree that New Story has an approach that makes you hopeful. I'd love to hear what you think. Here's the interview. My guest today is Josh Young. Josh is Chief of Staff for New Story Charity, a nonprofit pioneering solutions for global homelessness. Welcome, Josh. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. So tell me about New Story Charity. Tell me the work you do and how you came to work there. Yeah, New Story is a nonprofit. I met the CEO of New Story just kind of serendipitously. I was going through a period of change in my life and New Story was growing exponentially and happened to be right before the pandemic. I flew down to Atlanta and met with him in person. I had been accepted into Harvard grad school at the time and we kind of just hit it off. He had a best friend who was chief of staff at Dell and then DocuSign and has been telling Brett, our CEO, Brett, you got to get a chief of staff. You got to get a chief of staff. So it was in the back of the, his head that if he met the right person, he would hire them as a chief of staff. Although it wasn't on LinkedIn or no position was posted, he was thinking about that. That's kind of how we met. And through the beginning of the pandemic, we both kind of had to reevaluate New Story board of directors advised him to go on a hiring freeze. And I only had a couple of weeks to decide if I wanted to decline or accept Harvard. And that, that's kind of how we met. And I ended up, as you can see, I, I ended up uh, joining New Story and he ended up taking a risk in the middle of the pandemic to hire uh, a new a new person. So Wow. Well, what were you going to study in grad school? 
I was going to get a master's in public policy from okay. Harvard okay. School. So, so you're doing work that w you would have been studying. <laughs> yeah, more or less. This in politics. Yeah. Although I, I hadn't, before meeting Brett and the New Story team, I hadn't really thought about international work. So joining has made me dream bigger and just think mm -hmm. about global issues. Okay, well, so tell me more about what New Story does. We started back in 2015 with an idea to do things differently in the world of nonprofits. So New Story was created in one way, a new story for families we help serve. Getting them a new house is mm. the foundation for a whole new life. And then two, new story for charities and nonprofits. So as a nonprofit, typically you don't take risks, you do things the traditional way. And we really wanted to flip that on its head and offer also 100% transparency. On average, 70 to 80% of everything donated to a nonprofit goes to operations expenses. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be able to promise that 100% of donations go to home building. So we have a private group of donors that give to our operations uh, right now, it's about 60 wealthy families, um, a couple corporations, and they fund our salaries, our uh, events we host, uh, any other type of risk taking we want to do. And that way, we can promise that 100% of your donation goes to home building costs, which is novel. That idea got us accepted into... Y Combinator, which is probably the best startup accelerator in the world. They produce companies like Airbnb and Coinbase, um, a couple others that like, honestly, a long list of for-profit companies that are super successful that you would recognize. And then we were one of the first nonprofits to ever be accepted and graduate from Y Combinator. And that really set the ethos for everything we've done after to dream bigger and really pursue it with excellence, the same way a for-profit startup would think about it or a tech company, really. Most of our peers were tech companies. And then that led us to investing in home building companies. And our first one was Icon, uh, which is a 3D builder company that produces homes. We pioneered the first 3D printed home. And we took it to those who needed the help the most when typically people most in need see innovation last, if at all. Mm -hmm. So we, we wanted to flip that on its head and bring it to them first. And that's what we did. We went viral for this, this initiative. It got picked up by Apple TV Plus and they put it in their documentary series. Uh, then we were featured on the front of the New York Times. Uh, a YouTube clip went viral um, that produced like a billion impressions worldwide. So it was all in all like an, an awesome thing for New Story. Plus, we increased the speed of construction 
through this process, we're decreasing the cost of home building, all while either maintaining or even increasing the quality of home building. There's 1.6 billion people in the world that are currently homeless or living in inadequate shelter. And the UN is projecting that number to grow to 3 billion by 2030. So the solutions aren't keeping up with the problem. They're in fact, like the problem's growing. So we know we need to do things differently. And that's why we set out to do 3D printing. That's why we set out to do other innovations in our communities. And that's why we focus on this problem. Help me understand how, I don't know a lot about 3D printing. Basically the only uh, time I've seen it in action is at my dentist's office when he's building me a new tooth. So, so tell me how 3D printing works on a home-sized scale. So basically it looks the same way. It's just a giant printer, right? And then the a cement mix, it's a proprietary cement mix that comes out of a funnel producing the the walls in like a role in an algorithm programs at leaving space for doors and windows to be put in afterwards electrical outlets plumbing and it looks like soft serve ice cream coming out so <laughs> like, it just like goes around and then it dries and in 24 hours of printing time you have a fully produced home wow wow yeah. why why isn't this being done everywhere I mean, it's just so new. It's so novel. So Icon, our partner, they recently got a NASA contract to build habitats on Mars. And then they're also doing both for-profit and even non-profit work in Austin, Texas, where they're based. And then at some point, New Story will continue to work with Icon, maybe not within the next couple of years, but we have a strong partnership and a good relationship with their team and they want to do more work with us. So is this scalable on a, on a, on a size big enough to address this problem? That's the hope. So the reason we are doing it this way and pioneering solutions to end global homelessness is because we know we can't do this work alone. There, it's, there's too many affected. We're hoping that we can prove that certain innovations work in this space. And then other for-profits, non-profits, government entities, social enterprises, everyone does work that addresses this problem. And then in that way, um, we can start to bring down the total number of people homeless in the world. Really, that's the only way you can address a problem so big. Similar to climate change, you need radical innovation and a lot of buy-in from a lot of different entities. It, it's probably climate change is the only thing that affects more people than homelessness in the world. Does New Story intend to stick with... Uh, 3D printed housing or hand that off to somebody else and come up with new creative solutions or both? Uh, probably both. Icon has, 
their complete focus into 3D printing. Um, there's a couple other companies now that are also 3D printing homes. Um, our focus is always going to be on building homes cheaper, faster, and at the same or even improved quality. So any innovations that uh, fit that, that's what we're going to set out to do. Right now, we use 100% local labor and local materials. So even with the 3D printer, some parts of that proprietary mix is bought locally. And then, you know, producing the, the roofs, the doors, the windows, all that's required uh, labor. And we use local labor to do that. So we're really empowering the entire economy this way. So focusing on housing and serving people in need of home, but also entire communities of people kind of raising, raising them up and getting community buy-in. We think that's super important to do. We don't want to end up in a situation where helping hurts, which yeah. can be the case. Where are your projects and, uh, and how did you choose where to put them? We started in Haiti. So the reason we started in Haiti is because our founder and CEO went on a mission trip to Haiti, knew in his Christian faith, and just was floored by what he saw. First time traveling internationally, definitely first time in a developing world, and it just couldn't believe what he saw. Just people living in tarp tents, dirt floors, we call it survival mode living, where all you can think about is trying to survive to the next day. And on these tarp tents were very well-known nonprofits, organization logos. And he figured there has to be a better way to serve these people than, than tarps. Um, he wanted to produce high-quality homes that could be passed down for generations and find a nonprofit company that did something like that. So he decided he's going to do it himself, uh, set out to fund just one home. And I mean, if you ask him, he never imagined it would turn into what it's turning into now, where we're, our goal is to house a million people by 2030. We'll have more with Josh Young about New Story's goals and how they choose where to build after the break. So we started in Haiti. Our hearts are in Haiti. Uh, there's, it's just a tough, they get hit by so many natural disasters and there's a lot yeah. of need there. And then we ventured into Latin America. A couple of reasons our focus is in Latin America. The main one being there's a lot of need, but there's a lot of need throughout the, the world. And then in developing worlds, it's so much cheaper to build homes out of high quality. So mm. where are our offices in San Francisco producing a home there, the same home we can make in Mexico for $10,000 would probably cost $200,000. It's a scale type of issue. And since our focus is on proving out solutions and different ways to make homes 
faster, cheaper, and at a higher quality, we're going to do it internationally where we can do 20 times the impact <laughs> for, for the cost. And then the reason Latin America is proximity over like mm-hmm. up, like Africa or um, where need is still huge, but we're a company operating from the U.S. And it just makes sense to be able to fly down to Mexico within two to four hours and, you know, be able to have boots on the ground, go back and forth if we need to take our donors to see the work live and not have them have connecting flights and stuff like that. So that along with the 3D printing initiative, we had to actually drive the printer across the border. So Mexico from Texas was pretty close. Mm -hmm. I get it. What's possible in terms of expanding with those limitations? Where, Where do you go from here or at least where do you go in the next three to five years so the next three to five years we are going to grow rapidly we're at the point now where we've kind of established certain building practices and we also know that philanthropy isn't the only way that this problem is going to be fixed so we're transitioning to a blended philanthropy and uh, repayment model where we still want to serve the world's most vulnerable families. So we're going to subsidize these homes with philanthropy. We think philanthropy plays a major role, but half of the home cost will be paid back at at a very affordable rate over like a five to 10 year period by families. And this way, we can, as a nonprofit, we're, we're not keeping any of the money. It just goes right back into our home building budget to build more homes. So our reach can go further. Right now, as I mentioned, our goal is to house a million people by 2030. To do that, we need to build about 225,000 homes and to house families of roughly four to five, and then that's going to cost about a billion dollars. So uh, our the way we're planning it out is 600 million in philanthropy raised, and then 400 million in loans that we'll be able to give out to families. And then one, proving that this asset class can be lent to at an affordable rate will be huge in having other companies do similar work and then to to make our money go further and be able to house more families we found in our work that families actually want to pay for their homes it provides dignity and respect and then with our historical work we've collected repayments but kept it in the community to build roads or any community maintenance they need now we'll just be collecting that as a loaner in the beginning. So we'll be the direct uh, loan giver. And eventually within this decade, we're hoping banks see like, hey, this works and give New Story or in partnership with New Story, affordable 
housing loans. Right now, it's impossible for a family in Mexico or El Salvador, which is the two main places we live, to get housing loans. The main reason is they don't have bank accounts. Uh, nearly 80% of people in Latin America are unbanked. So they have no credit. They've historically been taken advantage of a lot by banks and governments. So they don't trust to hold their money there. And then the ones that would and want to get a loan, often it's predatory, the interest rates. It's not uncommon to see an a hundred percent interest rate, which is just unaffordable. And when you talk to families, I've been to El Salvador a couple times and you ask them like, if you wanted to build a home, like how would you do it? And they're just like, it's not possible. They'll tell you like, it's a dream come true just to be able to dream of having a home. Right now, most families are squatting living in makeshift shelters. So being able to provide affordable loans in this area is pretty revolutionary. Wow. I don't even think about those, those factors when I think about it. What about the, the, the land? Yeah, the land, we are starting to acquire land ourselves, have more authority over the projects we do and the people we're serving and you know expedite the process of of building and historically we've been granted land by governments that's how we would choose our projects mm -hmm. and now we're at a place where we can acquire land we are still taking government grants to do work but for the most part i think we'll be either acquiring land or in some cases in mexico families are owning their land already but can't get a loan to build a high quality home. And we'll be doing some incremental housing at a, a demand driven type model. So families will come to us, say they have land, they need a home. We verify that one, they're in need. So mm -hmm. they, they're within a, an income range that we, we serve. And then two, that they are the sole owners of their land. And then we can do, we can build a home that they're proud of right on land that they already own. Wow. How many have you built so far? Uh, close to 3,000. We've wow. built 3,000 homes, changing the lives for close to 15,000 people. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And it sounds as though there are so many facets, different kinds of of work that new story has to do that uh, i mean like verifying that people actually own their land and setting up uh, banking and uh, and loan stuff i mean there how can your organization manage so many different types of the process one thing is we've been blessed to have awesome local partners so we partner with organizations in Latin America, in Mexico, it's Echele, in El Salvador, it's been Gente Ayuda Gente, and now Hope House is another organization, Bitcoin Beach as well. And we're going to have to start to expand that, that reach as we grow now. We're able to fund a lot more homes, so we'll need to 
continue to find high quality local partners to work with. But historically, that's been our our saving grace in being able to do this work is having boots on the ground that are high integrity, high quality work. And as we transition into this loan model where families are required to pay back for a portion of their home, we'll also need to be partnering with financial institutions. Uh, the goal is to find institutions in country or mm -hmm. in that we can support, you know, we pay everybody out of profit. So empowering even that section of the community as well. Everything within the construction life cycle in making housing more affordable and more accessible is within range of what we're trying to prove. So each community, it, it's built with a purpose for us and for the world, just to prove that some aspect of the construction life cycle is possible. And that's, and then we share, we share everything we learn as we try to, to do it the right way. And that way, more organizations know best practices. So New Story is happy to share your way of doing things so that other charities can do the same thing, can, can copy you? Absolutely. Our hope is that other organizations copy us and we'll help them copy us. Again, like that's the only way we're going to make a dent in this issue. Mm -hmm. What are the kinds of things that you want listeners to know about, to be thinking about, to possibly take action on? With this mission that we're set out to do, we need very generous hearts and supporters for this work. So sharing the work we're, we're doing is always helpful. Um, if you want to learn more about New Story, uh, newstorycharity.org is our website. We're on Twitter, at New Story Charity, Instagram as well, same handle. And that alone, like having people care about the global homelessness issue is a, a major factor that, that we're working towards. And then if it's on your heart to get involved financially, then we have a couple different options. One is for the builders group that I mentioned, which is our private donor group that funds our operations. That private donor group is a $50,000 a year minimum. And then they get certain perks and they're really partners in our organization, making our work possible. The other way is the neighborhood, which started during the pandemic as a way to do rent relief in the United States when we had to pause building internationally and has grown into a way for the masses to contribute to global homelessness, the, the issue. 100% of those donations go directly to home building costs, and you can join the neighborhood directly from our website. And then the last is if you have a company or uh, an organization to partner with us in some way. We have different levels that get different perks and and stuff stuff like that that can make it fun for your organization and also help you meet your esg goals or um, get some marketing or press related materials uh, and and we have an in-house brand team that is literally the bomb 
like they do excellent work um i'm super proud and just blessed to, that the, the that we have the team members we have i'll put all of these links into the show notes but if somebody has a business they that wants to partner who should they be in touch with yeah josh at newstorycharity.org is my email address i'm super responsive on on that you could also message me on linkedin uh, josh young at new story charity i'll pop up wow it sounds daunting and enormously important and heartwarming your work is is really beautiful and i love that that you're looking you're purposefully looking to do things in a new way and break some some of the limitations that we've had if you could make, wave a magic wand for news story what what would be your next vision for for how how the next 10 years will play out our goal is to house a million people by 2030 and do it in innovative ways so you know quick access to funding would help us exponentially so like I would dream that we would get a lot of that capital up front, and then we could expedite our ability to help others. Also, just like being able to partner with so many growing local entities and have them be excellent and full of integrity would be awesome, more likely is that like we'll test a couple as we you know grow exponentially and a couple of them won't be the best options for us um and we'll have to iterate but the more the more that we can get lucky and partner with awesome people and vet appropriately not having to do too many restarts would be great and then also just backing innovation that actually works like we've been lucky so far to pioneer solutions that truly work and if we can continue to vet appropriately and partner with awesome companies that'll expedite our work it sounds like you know what you're doing and what you need and it also sounds as though because you are you have a good idea and you're working hard and you are striving for 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 excellence that you you'll have better luck than uh, than ordinary people i mean that there is something about that kind of energy that attracts uh, awesome partners yeah we we say all the time bold ideas attract bold people and that's the type of of things that are going to you know help in this work my mom also always says, like, love begets love is what she likes to say. If you're constantly putting in lots of hard work, you're going to attract people who put in lots of hard work. If you operate with integrity, you're going to attract people that operate with integrity. So, you know, just maintaining our character and ideology through our growth process is going to be super important as we scale. And... I, I don't imagine that we would compromise that for anything else. So hopefully we can continue to attract uh, similar organizations and people. 
I think that's a perfect place to close. I don't want to send it off in any other direction. So I thank you so much for your time and, and your work. It's really inspiring. Thank you, Liz. It was a pleasure. My thanks to Josh Young. You can find out more about him and New Story Charity in the show notes. I invite everyone to write and tell me what you've always wanted to try. I'm Liz Sumner, reminding you to be bold, and thanks for listening. La 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 la, the things you want to do. La 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 la, the things you want to do.